Hi everyone, my name is Hannah OJ and welcome to my channel. So I've been watching The Ultimatum Season 2 on Netflix. Now I'm not gonna lie, this season wasn't quite as entertaining as the last two, especially the queer one, apart from the first two episodes anyway, but there was still quite a lot to unpack, so here I am telling somebody that cares. So I've watched all eight episodes and I'm just gonna break things down couple by couple as opposed to going episode by episode. Let's start with the black couples first, shall we? So Trey and Raya. So Raya is 24, Trey is 28. Trey issued Raya with the ultimatum. So Trey feels like he has a good job, he makes good money. He basically feels like every other aspect of his life is kind of settled now and marriage is like the next step. Raya hasn't really seen a positive example of what marriage is or just a healthy relationship period by the sounds of it. Just basically what she's seen from other people and social media. She seems to compare her relationship to social media a lot. Like when they said at the beginning that thing that Trey, you know, did something for Valentine's Day where he laid out the room with rose petals, teddy bear, Beyonce playing in the background and Raya was just kind of like, not really, she even admitted it. She was like, yeah, like, you know, it didn't really look quite like it looked on TikTok or something like that. That was when I was like, okay, yeah, so this girl is, is not very mature, clearly. And she doesn't have, I mean, she did admit it. She doesn't really have a realistic standard of what relationships should be. I mean, that was a very small example to be fair, but you know, I feel like somebody that's a little bit more mature and has a bit more of an understanding of a good, healthy relationship would understand that someone has gone through the time and the effort to do something really special for Valentine's Day. And even if it didn't look exactly how she pictured, just to say thank you, you know, <laughs> like, just say, oh babe, thank you. That's so sweet. I appreciate it. You know, it's basically like, oh, not quite like the video I sent you, but it's fine, you know? So that told us everything we kind of needed to know. But at the same time, I also felt like when she was voicing her own concerns, they didn't seem like things that should be that difficult to do if Trey seriously wants to get married. Like she was saying, all she kept saying throughout the whole thing was that she wants more quality time. She wants someone that will actually pay attention to her, take her out on dates. And she feels like she doesn't really get that because he's always busy with work, etc., etc. And I feel like she has vocalized it a couple times, but for some reason, whenever she does, Trey just doesn't hear her. Like he's not a very good listener is what I observed because Raya has actually said point period blank, I'm not ready for marriage. I'm not in the same place as you are. I'm still kind of trying to figure my life out. Like she has expressed to him very clearly, I think that she's not ready for marriage. And he keeps just saying like, oh, I'm just hearing a bunch of fears. Like I'm just hearing fear. And I'm like, no, I don't even think it's fear. <laughs> I think she doesn't want to marry you. And that's okay, she's 24. She's still young. I feel like she's doing the right thing, digging her heels in, but I think that they don't need to be together. To be honest, the common thing amongst all these couples, spoiler alert, is none of them really need to be together. All of them are so, I don't know if mismatched is what I would categorize for all of them, but they do not have any business being together. There was a few of them that maybe you had your period when you were younger, but you've outgrown each other, you've outgrown the relationship and you're just not on the same page. And it is okay to break up sometimes, you know? I feel like when people feel like they've invested, because all of these relationships, I can understand from two years to seven years, I can understand all of them feeling like I'm at the point where I've invested enough time that I feel like marriage should be the next step. And I think that that was a lot of people's ideology that because we've been together this long and we've put in so much emotion and effort, we should just get married. No, like it's okay to admit that the relationship just hasn't worked no matter how hard you both tried or that you're just not suited for each other. But hey, let's go on TV and fuck shit up, I guess. Anyway, back to Riot and Trey. She doesn't even really know if she wants kids. He said he definitely wants kids. And obviously she revealed that at some point she had a miscarriage. She said it was two years ago, which I think was interesting because they've been together two years. So I don't think it was Trey's baby. It sounds like it was someone she was with just before Trey. Uh, I don't know if it was a boyfriend or just, you know, it was one of those things. But I was, when I heard that story and I was like, it has to be somebody else's because if it was Trey's baby, he would have talked about it with her as well. He would have mentioned something. So I feel like if she just rushed straight into a relationship straight after, I was like, oh, I think baby girl still has some things that she needs to work through as well. But yeah, it would be nice to have a little bit more insight into what really happened there because I feel like she told the story but she didn't really explain it fully. And also she vocalized a couple times that she doesn't feel good enough for him. And I don't understand where that came from either. I wasn't sure whether it's because of how he makes her feel in the relationship, whether he actively does stuff to make her feel like that, or whether it's an insecurity within herself that she needs to work on. Like, I wasn't really sure about that, but that was kind of another thing Trey brushed off. 
I really don't think he listens to her. I, I, to be honest, even though he's ready for marriage, I think he's more looking at it like it's the next thing on the to-do list which he just needs to tick off. I don't think he's seriously contemplating it as this is somebody who I love as my life partner and I want to be with her for the rest of my life. Like, I don't even think he's looking at it like that because if he were, he would see that they're not on the same page and they're not well suited with certain things. Even when she was trying to make it clear, I might not want children again because of what I've been through in my miscarriage. I don't know if I want to face that again, the possibility of that. Will you be okay if we don't have children? And he didn't really give an answer, but then he was still trying to kind of force her into getting married. So I was like, so you clearly are not okay with it because you want children. So it's not a situation where it's like, I don't care whether or not we have children, I just want to be with you. And let's be real, no matter how much you love somebody, you're, if you really, really desire children, that's not going to go away. So that will only ever be temporary. I always suggest people just call it quits at that stage because you want different things. But yeah, I, I don't know. that This one, I feel like they just need to go their own separate ways. Raya still needs to be single for a little bit, I think. Have fun, date around. Because when her sister came up as well, randomly, I forgot about this until now, but when her sister came through and she was saying those things about, you know, firstly, I felt like it was so crazy that she didn't know they were in love. Like, I didn't really understand how that never came up. And even if her sister didn't tell her that, I was a bit like, is her sister not very bright? Because if they're not in love, why would they be here? Like, who would be on this show with a man that they don't love? Do you know what I mean? So I was a bit like, okay, that, that threw me. And then when she brought up that she had trouble getting wet, that threw me through a loop. And she did say, Raya did say that that's not really issues that they're having anymore, but she still wanted to try and push the boat out a little bit more sexually and explore a bit more and find out what she likes. And I was literally listening to the conversation like, babes, you should not be in this type of relationship. You don't even, everything that she says, and to be fair, she's very honest about it, but everything she says is, is I don't know. I think that I'm still not sure. Like everything is uncertainty because she still doesn't really know. She's still in the process of figuring herself and her life out and figuring out what she even wants out of a man and what she would really like out of a life partner when that time comes. I don't even think she's there yet. I think she's still in the process of experiencing and she needs to just do that and not worry about having to decide her whole life now for her partner who's been ready for this type of relationship for a while it seems, you know? But yeah, that was Trey and Raya. I did like them both as individuals though. I like both of them but I just don't think that they need to be together. As far as their trial relationships, I kind of almost, and we'll get on to Lisa and Brian, but I kind of felt sorry for Raya. I almost felt like she was robbed of her experience in the ultimatum because if Lisa and Brian had stayed and she got to pick Brian or vice versa, number one, we'd have got a totally different show. And number two, she would have, I think, gotten more to the bottom of what the issue is because I think that if her and Ryan were to have had a child relationship, they would have definitely hooked up, number one. And number two, she would have definitely, I think, had that realisation like, shit, I'm not in that place where I need to commit to anybody right now because not necessarily, like, I don't think they would have fallen in love. Maybe, who's to say? Because with Brian, it was very much looking like a hostage situation over there. So who knows? Maybe they would have ended up together. But I don't know. I think realistically, she would have more just understood that I really want to be in the place where I, I'm, I want to have fun and date other people. I'm not ready for a serious relationship right now and I'm definitely not ready to decide what I want to do with the rest of my life. Um, so yeah, I think that she would have gotten a little bit more out of the experience if she got to pick someone who she was actually attracted to and wanted to spend the three weeks with. She ended up having to pick James and I think that that was okay in theory because obviously even before the whole Brian Lisa thing drama went down, she did speak to James and have a date with him and it was clear that they had a lot in common, you know, them both being raised by single mothers and having a childhood where they didn't really feel like they could really talk to anybody about what they were going through, their issues, they haven't seen representation of a healthy relationship. So yeah, there was definitely some similarities there in terms of their upbringing and their experiences. But I think that that's about it, like a friendship basically. But yeah, as a romantic partnership, it was just never gonna even imitate anything like it. So I did feel a little bit bad for Raya that she didn't really get the full experience of the ultimatum. Trey definitely did, but I can't lie, I don't think that his feelings for Ryan were that deep. I kind of feel like almost similar to James and Raya in a way, other than the fact that there was a little bit more of a romantic vibe and a connection there. 
But I do feel like it was almost kind of like they connected because of the similarities of their background. They're both from, I think South Carolina was it for both of them. Like, you know, they probably like hung out at the same places when they were children. I, I think that that's a lot of what their bond was about. And the fact that they both want the same things. They both issued their partner with the ultimatum. They both feel like they're in that stage where they're ready for the next step. I feel like that's all it was because if it was anything deeper than that we would have seen a little bit more of a physical connection not only just like them hooking up or kissing or anything but we didn't even see them holding hands hugging holding each other like there, there was none of that and fair enough maybe he could have just been wanting to put or she both or both could have wanted to just put that barrier up to not risk going over the line but i don't know i just feel like especially when you look at the past seasons of the ultimatum i think that if that connection is there that connection is there and something is gonna happen regardless. Especially considering technically that partner is your ex now. Yeah, they were your partner like yesterday, but if we're gonna be fair to the experience and really throw ourselves into it, that is your ex now. So it, you kind of have to focus on yourself and what you feel in this moment. So I feel like the fact that it didn't go any further than that, I think it was just very surface level and I think Raya is still the one that Trey wants. So when Raya was crying about him catching penis, I was like, oh babe, don't cry. I really don't think it's that, that serious. Like I don't even think he's gonna pick her, I can't lie. But yeah, Trey and Raya, love you both, but mm -mm -mm. wrap that up. Whew. Brian and Lisa, let's get into it. So Brian and Lisa have been together two years. It started off as a situationship and then after like six months, I think they started to be in a relationship. Brian is 28 and Lisa is 31. Lisa issued Brian with the ultimatum. So Brian's reason for not wanting to get married is that he wants to get his finances in order. That's what he said. I wish I looked up his job now because when I was looking at him, I was like, it's not giving broke boy. Like, I don't know. I don't look at you and get the vibe that you don't, that you, you could square enough away for, for a wedding, I think. Especially if we factor in the fact that Lisa mentioned a couple times that she's on a six figure salary. So I was like, you know, with a wedding, you'd both be paying. It's not just on you. So I don't know. It Even from the start, it was giving, you're using this as an excuse. I don't think that's the real reason. Then as we saw more and more of Lisa's behavior, I was like, yeah, this is why you don't want to marry her. <laughs> this is exactly what the issue is. He probably loves her, but he knows that there's fundamental issues in this relationship. And that's why he really doesn't want to get married because until you see those issues mend, you're not going to jump into marriage if you're thinking sensibly. This couple clearly had separate issues of their own, but their main problem was essentially the same one that everybody else has. You cannot force somebody to be ready to get married. It just doesn't work like that. If you've brought up the conversation time and time again, and they keep telling you, I'm not ready, I can't get married right now, I don't want to get married right now, all of the above, it's not working. You need to break up and find somebody who is ready to get married because when they were sitting and having a conversation before they even got to, or I think just after they met all the other couples, Lisa was mentioning how surprising it was that a couple of the guys actually gave their partner the ultimatum. And you know, he, she said, yeah, that's symbolic of, you know, a man who's like ready to get married. And Brian was like, well, you just said it, a man who's ready to get married. And Lisa was like, yeah, so maybe I need to find someone who is ready to get married because I'm ready to get married. And I was like, girl, yes, yes, yes. That's exactly what you should do. It's literally that simple. The thing is, and I remember reading a book saying human beings just when it comes to breakups and why it takes people so long to leave relationships that they know are not working. It's because they can't face the temporary feeling and pain that they get of missing that person, of missing that relationship. They can't deal with that temporary pain, so they'd rather just get back with them and solve that temporary pain, even though they know deep down that in the long run it's not gonna work, but they're still kind of lying to themselves and hoping that things will just fall into place. And I think that that's such a word. I think people have so much emotion invested in their relationships that they don't even want to contemplate the idea of being without that person. They don't, they can't even bring themselves to think about the fact that, you know, it's going to be really shitty for a while, but the pain will eventually go and I will meet someone else that is ready for marriage and wants all the things that I want and it doesn't have to be this difficult. We're just on the same page. Because I truly feel like where it comes to big things like this, I do feel like they will just fall into place, they'll align when you meet the right person. If it feels like this much of a struggle, basically, if you have to bring your partner onto the ultimatum, it's already not working. I think that this is such a wild concept and I truly believe that these couples, I think a lot of them, are whether it be the couple that's given the ultimatum or the one that is going along with it, 
I think they're only really doing this to try and escape the relationship because it doesn't make any sense to me that you truly think this is the way to go down the path of marrying someone. It's just so insane to me. Although I did see on my TikTok earlier today or yesterday that Shanique and Randall are engaged again. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is just one of those crazy things that people can do and eventually do end up back together. But I don't think it's because of the show. I think it's because maybe they've given it some time and then the other person is now ready and in that time they just haven't found somebody else. But yeah, back to my original point. You cannot force somebody to be ready for marriage. They either are or they aren't. And if they're not and you are, then you need to up and leave and find somebody else who is. Anyway, now that we've got that out of the way, let's address the elephant in the room. Lisa's crazy ass. So firstly, they really should have just left when Lisa said she wanted to leave. In the middle of the night, the day before the cocktail party, she was crying, clearly emotional. I thought something wasn't right then. I didn't think what was gonna happen was gonna happen, but I was like, there's something not right about her emotional state because it didn't even look like they'd been arguing. He, he looked like he'd been lying down half asleep. So I was like, I feel like she's just crying about being here. I don't think they've just had an argument beforehand and he said something to upset her. Like, it seems like she just don't want to be here. And then she was she was making a phone call. So it looked like she was trying to call the hotel or production or somebody to be like, get me the fuck out of this bitch kind of thing. And I was just looking at it thinking, I wonder what kind of contracts they signed with Netflix. Like, is it really a thing where if you really feel like I'm not up to it, I can't handle it, I'm not equipped to do this. Can you really not back out? Because I was looking at her crying thinking, if she really feels this strongly about it, I think they should just let them leave. Like, I really don't see, it's not by force. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not that deep. This is a crazy thing to do, like I said. So I feel like it's completely normal that you might bring your partner there and think, what the fuck have I done? Like, why are we, I don't want him to, oh my God, no. I don't want him to go with other bitches. I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to risk whether or not we, we might, we may or may not end up together on the basis of him falling in love with someone else. Like, I don't know, no, 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 let's go home. Like. That to me was the normal part of what she was doing. So I was just trying to figure that out. And then when they were sitting down the next morning, it was clear that she'd been crying all night. Her wig was all in disarray. She looked angry, but like spent from crying at the same time. Like it was crazy. Like she really did not look like she was doing well. And again, I was just looking at her thinking, hmm, I really think they should let this babe go home, but we'll see how this pans out. And then that's when they had the conversation about how she tends to go overboard where it comes to her emotional reactions and how Brian thinks that she goes over the top and she reacts inappropriately. And Lisa disagreed saying, no, I think that in most cases I give the appropriate reaction. See, whenever you hear things like that from a woman, you immediately know exactly what you're dealing with. <laughs> like when you say like, yeah, in most cases I react appropriately. I'm the appropriate amount of crazy and angry is essentially what she was saying. I was like, okay, I know what we're gonna get from Lisa. I didn't think she was gonna take it all the way left like she did, but yeah, I kinda got an inkling then of what we were gonna get a taste of. And then we get to the cocktail party. So it seems that Brian was absolutely right because Lisa, Oh my God. She said, oh, I'm not wildin'. Yeah, I'll show you wildin'. She showed us wildin'. Oh my God, that girl was crazy. Firstly, her slapping Brian in the face like that. No, let's not even, let's not even take it there first. Before she even slapped Brian, she was looking at Ryan and Brian talking and immediately she couldn't stand it. You know why? Because she knew that the only woman that Brian had a chance of hooking up with was Raya. And that's what she didn't like about it. And I understand in a normal circumstance, I even understand in this circumstance, let's be real. If we're gonna be realistic about things, it's still not easy, even if it's your idea and you brought your partner here, whatever. But you saw the show, you knew what it was about and you still proceeded. So now that we're here, we haven't even got past the first hurdle yet. He's only talking to the woman. This is what, their second conversation and you're acting this crazy? That means that you were not even anywhere near equipped for this experience. So why did you even do it? Why would you bring him here then? It was just so insane to me the way she got, went over there and bombarded into their conversation and basically dismissed Raya and was acting like she just caught her man cheating on her instead of her willingly bringing him onto the show and him soaking up the experience that you asked him to do. Like, girl, then she went apeshit and slapped her man. And he was very calm and collected for someone who had just been violated by their partner on television like that. It was very obvious that this is something that she does regularly because he was just too calm about it. So this is blatantly a toxic relationship 
and they both need to get out of Dodge. I know that they're still together. I don't know why though. I mean, I guess we do know why, don't we? The baby. We'll get onto that in a second. But yeah, the way she slapped him, and I, I can't lie, not just her slapping him, it was the way it was handled afterwards as well. Like, she wasn't even made to apologise. There was no acknowledgement from Netflix. I feel like they handled it really poorly. There was no message that came up on screen saying we do not approve of domestic violence. Like, none of that. It was very much normalised, in my opinion. Like, it wasn't a big deal because it was a woman doing it to a man. And I don't like to try and put the shoe on the other foot and be like, if this was a man, because I do feel like in violent situations, I get that it's not exactly the same because obviously the way a man poses a threat and how a man can harm a woman is not the same as how a woman can do harm to a man in most cases anyway I do get that but at the same time when we're talking about physical violence I feel like it needs to be clear that this is something that is not acceptable from either side nobody man or woman has the right to violate anybody's space like that to put their hands on anybody or do anything physical to another person simply because they don't like the way that things are going in this current moment that's not how things should be handled and i feel like netflix really really handled that badly i apologize by the way i started this video when nobody was home and now everybody's home and even though i told them i'm recording nobody listens to me when i tell them to keep the noise down so i really hope it's not too distracting if you can hear all my family in the background and if her slapping brian and the way she was screaming at him wasn't even enough I really, really did not like the way she spoke about Raya. And I've watched this scene a good three or four times now, and I'm not going to lie, this feeling or this vibe that I get from Lisa just intensifies every time I watch this scene. The way she degraded Raya, the way she put her down, called her a roach, called her Hooters bitch over and over again, basically was trying to slut shame her and call her a hoe when she doesn't even know that girl. Like, she actually really went in on her based off of only the fact that she was talking to her man and yeah showed some interest but it's not like she was a side bitch or anything like you brought him into this experience he did the assignment which was get to know other people and make connections that was his connection and i can't lie just her being in a space where raya was the only other black woman and she spoke about her in that way it gave me a vibe like i just side-eyed her like are you that black woman that as soon as you get to a work environment and you see another black woman like that instantly becomes your competition? You know, like those type of black women. It just gave me that vibe because there was something so degrading about the way she was speaking on her. And I think that it was more than just her talking to Brian. I think that in her mind, as soon as she saw her, she felt like she was lower than her in some way. Raya was beneath her because she worked at Hooters and she was a bit younger than her and didn't have as much working experience, didn't make as much money as her. Like, I don't really know what her issue was with Raya, but I think that it was a little bit more than just the fact that she was talking to her man. It was just too much. And then the way she threw the cherry on top by saying, oh, I could understand if it was a boss like Roxanne who you could learn something from, but like this bird ass, dead ass bitch, like, okay so now you like uplifting a white woman in the midst of this degrading speech doesn't make it any better like it was a bit much for me and i'm not gonna lie when you call other black women things like roaches you are trying to degrade them in that way in my opinion so that's what i saw and i think that it was disgusting and i really really think that she owes raya a huge apology and that's why i wonder whether or not she's even sorry for her behavior because when i read these articles about how she regrets her actions she just makes it very vague and ambiguous she just says I regret my actions at the cocktail party but she did a lot at the cocktail party so which part is it that you regret do you repent do you regret putting your hands on your man? Do you regret screaming at him? Do you regret acting a fool when you brought yourself and your man into this experience? Do you regret how you spoke about Raya? Do you regret how you handled everything in jet? Like, it was just not very clear, but she was very disrespectful to that girl and she never even acknowledged it to her. Maybe she apologized behind the scenes, but I thought it was interesting that when she was speaking to her man, when she was speaking to Trey the next day, she did acknowledge that, oh, she was rude the way she came across when she sat down in the conversation but i was like girl that was nothing like yeah that was rude but what about the rest of the shit you said about her and maybe she thought it wasn't a big deal because ryan didn't hear her but she's gonna hear it on tv so i felt like it was strange and i'm sure the production team told them afterwards let's be real i think that that was partly the reason why ryan was crying just before they all sat down as a group after that to be like damn that was crazy i think that there was a point where ryan was crying and saying you know that this experience was just a lot for her she was crying to trey I think that's what she was crying about. I think that somebody told her the things that she was saying outside and she started crying. And I just, I, I, f I felt like that was crazy and that it was insane that nobody thought that Lisa needed to acknowledge that and be regretful about it before she left. Now, the baby. So, at first, 
I definitely thought Lisa was lying about being pregnant. I can't lie. It was just all a bit too convenient. Like, right as it's very clear and apparent that you cannot handle the situation, right when your man is making a connection with a bitch that clearly bothers you, now you're pregnant? Girl. Girl. Too convenient. This is cap. This smells like bullshit. That's what I thought initially. Then I looked up, you know, the articles. I looked on her socials. I also saw this Reddit thread that said that somebody went to her baby shower that, and she definitely had the baby, she was definitely pregnant. Unless something went wrong with the delivery, she's definitely had a baby by now. So it sounds like this person isn't very close to her, otherwise she'd know that part. But if that person isn't lying, or Lisa herself, <laughs> then, then it sounds like she had a baby. So then I thought, you know what, maybe it's just one of those things. Look at God, you know, maybe it was just one of those things. However, my gut feeling is that she trapped that man, for sure. That she intentionally got pregnant to try and secure him and lock him down in some way if he wasn't gonna give her that ring. But I did make a TikTok about it. You guys should follow me on TikTok if you're not already. I am Hannah OJ. So I made a TikTok about it where I broke down all of these receipts and I was just giving my opinion. And there are a few people... Once again, I'm so sorry for my family. Nigerian family, they will not be quiet even if you ask them to. Anyway, I was looking in my comment section of this TikTok and I saw a common theory from people saying that maybe she wasn't pregnant at the time, but she kind of hurried the fuck up and got pregnant like one month or two months after. And I'm not gonna lie, I see that being a possibility. I see that being a possibility. Cause that, that is something some women do. That they say they're pregnant and they're like, oh shit, I guess I've got to get pregnant now. And then they just make up some excuse about why they had the baby 11 months later as opposed to nine months. But anyway, I can't lie, that is looking like the possible scenario for me because there's something a little bit fishy about this even still whether or not she really had the baby or not like it just the timing of it like I said just seemed too convenient and I personally do not buy that she thought she was pregnant the night of the cocktail party because that's another thing in the So I can't lie, for me, that's looking like the possible scenario because whether or not she had the baby, there is something definitely very fishy about all of this because when I was doing my research and I was looking at these interviews, one of the things that she said was that the reason why she acted like that was because she was pregnant and she was emotional and she was watching her man get to know other women and she was like, but I'm pregnant. Like basically she was trying to blame her behavior on her pregnancy hormones. And I think that's cap. I don't think she knew that she was pregnant at the night of the cocktail party. Firstly, she was drinking a lot. If anyone goes back and watches that episode, she was doing a lot of shots and she was having a lot of drinks, which is a good contribution as to why she went apeshit at the end of it. But she definitely, in my opinion, I so people do irresponsible shit when they're pregnant, I get it. Look at Chris Sean smoking up blunts when she's pregnant, I get it. But I really do not think that she would be drinking to that extent on television knowing that she was pregnant. I just don't see it. Furthermore, if you know you're pregnant at that stage, you would have just gone then, wouldn't you? Like, you're pregnant. This experience is not going to work if you're pregnant and you are having the baby with the man. So I don't believe that she knew that she was pregnant. I think that one of two things. It was com completely coincidental that she just went home or went back to wherever they were staying for the show and took a pregnancy test and it was positive after that night or she wasn't even pregnant at that time but she got pregnant soon afterwards because she was like shit i've just said i'm pregnant on tv so i've got to have a baby now or she's not even pregnant at all because i'm still not all the way ruling that out it really depends on whether or not she'll be at the reunion because if she does not make her way onto that reunion and brian and her never make any kind of statement or show themselves until everyone has forgotten about the show yeah, it's definitely likely that the whole thing was just cap and lies, but I think it's more likely that she has had a baby at this stage because she's doubling down in her interview saying she had a healthy pregnancy. So she would just look crazy if she's doing all of that and doubling down and a whole year later she still hasn't had a baby. So I do think that it's likely she probably did have a baby, but I don't think she knew the night of that cocktail party, so she used to pack it in with all the excuses about pregnancy hormones. No bitch, you acted like that because you do that shit on a regular basis. You're crazy like that. Anyway, I sincerely hope that she will be at the reunion, like I said, because number one, she owes Raya a face-to-face -face apology. The way she spoke about her was disgusting and uncalled for. And secondly, we need answers, bitch. What happened? What's the deal with this baby? Did you know you were pregnant? Or are you going to lie to us and tell us that you knew you were pregnant at the cocktail party? Because I don't fucking believe that. But did you know you were pregnant? Why did you come on the show if you knew you were pregnant? Like, <laughs> what's the deal? What's the tea, bitch? Like, give us some answers. So Roxanne and Antonio next. Antonio is 30, 
Roxanne is 31. Antonio issued Roxanne with the ultimatum, so he wants to get married and she doesn't. Roxanne wants a partner who works very hard and is ambitious, and that's just not Antonio. Those are her exact words verbatim. Now, me personally, I don't even understand how this couple made it this far. I had to rewind and try and figure out when they met and how long they've been together because in my mind I was like surely this is like an on again off again relationship from when they were like 20 or 19 because I don't understand how they've had this fundamental issue that is clearly a big deal within their relationship but they are still together nonetheless like it doesn't make any sense to me it's such a fundamental thing you like what as a woman you being quite business minded career focused and having a man who is the opposite of that is so like they would be so icky to you like you would not want to be with them everything about them would make your skin crawl like so i don't understand how this relationship has lasted this long so when i found out they'd only been together four years like so they would have met at 26 for antonio 27 for roxanne she did say she only started her company a few years ago so maybe she hadn't started her company yet she was just a tech girl at that point but still she would have still been like a tech nerd probably making very good money she would have still been ambitious so i still really don't understand how that relationship surpassed a year antonia must be slanging some good dick over there i mean broke men usually do don't they that's definitely what it is but i think it's a little bit more than that i think that there's probably something down to earth about antonia that she really loves as a person that she's just not really seeing in other men that she meets because she did say that her exes have been financially secure more career focused but she didn't love them as much as antonio but i just don't know whether that's because she didn't let it breathe like did you give it a minute did you try and actually see more men in that same category that you know had their finances in order that are more career focused but you just get on with a bit more there's a little bit more of a vibe there or were you just constantly going back to antonio in the meantime and not allowing you to actually be apart from him long enough to actually give your heart to another person because i really don't understand if this is such an important thing i don't understand how this relationship has even worked so far because you basically think your man is a bum so i personally think that again another couple that have no business being together but they really need to take the time to figure out what is important for themselves because i feel like antonio is only thinking about I want these things, I want to be more business minded, I want to be more like this because he wants to do that for Roxanne. I'm trying to figure out what it is that Antonio wants from himself. I definitely don't think that he likes the life that he's living when he was talking about how he can't do this, he can't go on holiday, he can't go to concerts. When I was like, bro, you can't go to concerts, you're doing something wrong. Like, you need to sit down and figure out how you're going to get out of this place and into a place where you can afford to do the things that you want to do. Because nobody should be living like that as far as I'm concerned. It really depends. I mean, obviously everybody's different. This is what I'm trying to say where I'm trying to get to the bottom of what Antonio wants as a person. Because if you are somebody who doesn't really require much to be happy, that you like a small lifestyle, you don't really require much other than, you know, the job that you go to and the friends that are in your life, your family, you don't really require anything that massive for yourself to be happy. You don't have to spend lots of money to do things to have fun with your people if you're like that then cool but then he's clearly not because otherwise he'd be satisfied i think that there's a part of him that definitely wants more than he has at the moment but i don't know if he wants to be this boss like roxanne is i feel like if i was to guess from what we've seen of him i feel like he wants to be somewhere in the middle he wants to be financially independent he wants to do well for himself and be able to do things and have the power to go here tomorrow and do this today you know but i don't know if he wants to be this like mogul this entrepreneur this like you know like roxanne exudes like toxic girl boss kind of vibes like do you know what i mean i don't know if he wants to be like the male epitome of that but i think that he definitely wants to be more financially stable but either way i think he needs to figure out what it is that he wants for himself not just what he wants to make this relationship better and Roxanne needs to figure out whether or not it's really important to her to have a man who makes money like that or to have a man who's more career focused because it really threw me when she said she's had that but she didn't love them as much as Antonio. So I was like, so is it as important as you're insisting that it is then? Because if it was, I feel like you would have moved on with someone else by now. So maybe you need to really take the time to think about whether or not this is so important that it's a deal breaker in your relationship and you'll be a little bit more closer to understanding whether or not this is a relationship you want to progress into marriage or whether you just need to cut your ties and find someone else. But I can't lie, 
I don't feel like Roxanne was quite as bad as other people thought she was. She was very annoying after a while where she kept talking about working like 5am to midnight grind. And then when I looked her up and I found out she owns like a nipple pasties company, I was like, girl, there's me thinking that you work in some, you have some big tech company or you're like some finance girl or something. Like simple nipple pasties and you're working 5am to midnight. Don't get me wrong, every business is a hustle and a grind and to be a CEO and a founder of any business requires work. I understand that. But the way that girl was talking, you definitely wouldn't have seen nipple pasties coming. So <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, girl, oh my God, you're doing too much. Like we get it, but it's, it's not that serious. But I don't know. I think that apart from that, she wasn't that bad. I think she's just very upfront and very frank about how she feels. I don't think she's like a mean person or rude, but who's to say, maybe behind the scenes, she was a bit different because Alex said that she was rude, but Alex is also a dickhead, so who knows? But my point is, I think that Roxanne is taking a lot of the flack in their relationship because of the way she comes across, but Alex has his own issues too. And one thing about Alex, amongst all his flaws, he seems very self-aware because he actually vocalized these things. He made it very clear. And I'm not just talking about the speech where he said, you know, he was high all the time and he was having sex and just doing anything he could do to escape kind of thing. By the way, shout out to him for being that vulnerable. That's one thing I do like about these reality shows when people really commit like that and are very open about their experiences and emotions. And a lot of people can relate to that. That's not an uncommon thing. A lot of people are doing that. And a lot of people haven't even sat to unpack that that's what they're doing because people normalize going out and getting drunk and you know doing drugs quite a lot these days so a lot of people don't even feel, feel like these things are really a big issue until they really sit down and look at themselves and think wow and it looks like Antonio has done that but yeah I'm not even just talking about that he literally said verbatim these are his words I am literally one of the most selfish people on the planet when people are honest like that believe them they are trying to tell you something because I feel like that moment wasn't even really focused on and Roxanne just went back to gain all the flat. But, and he did say, it's not because I don't care, it's just because I like don't think. And I got what he was trying to say, but it does seem like there are other issues within their relationship maybe other than just his career that might be an issue. So I'm like, I feel like Antonio is so hyper-focused on the fact that he's not on her level where it comes to career, that he's falling short on other things that he actually could be doing to also help the relationship but he doesn't do them because he's just so hyper focused on what he's lacking and i think that's what makes him the selfish person that he was saying that he was maybe not necessarily i do believe what he said about maybe not necessarily coming from a place where he doesn't care i think it's because he's just too hyper focused on his shortcomings and kat even said that the person that he was in a child marriage with she was saying that i feel like he still thinks of himself as this shithead that he used to be probably referring to the person he was when he was high all the time and just you know doing things to escape so yeah she was like I feel like he, the way he speaks about himself he still feels like he's that person and it's like give yourself some credit like you're not really there anymore so there was quite a lot to unpack with Antonio and Roxanne and I think it was very interesting the dynamic of their relationship but it really just all comes back to once again they do not need to be together crazy as it might sound I do feel like there could be one of those couples that there might be a future for them at a later date potentially you know at a point where maybe a couple years later Antonio's in a much better place he's much more confident with himself Roxanne understands a lot more about what she wants out of her future where it comes to a partner and she knows that you know she's ready to get married or not you know like whether or not they can come to an agreement whether or not they get married or just be together and enjoy their life so I do think if they do the reliable thing and just separate for now there is a chance that there might be a future for them who is to say but they definitely need to break up because Antonio is just too insecure in this relationship and that insecurity will just hinder his progression and we saw how insecure he was when that whole thing happened with him and Alex and Roxanne because that was so crazy to me he was badgering Alex all episode long to be real with him to be honest about what he thinks about his perspective of being with Roxanne what do you think Alex literally told him that, I don't think she respects you. I think she thinks of you as her whipping boy. Yeah, I get it. Those things are not hard to hear, but you literally said, don't spare me, just give me the real. So when you say things like that to people, you need to be ready to hear something that you don't like. So I thought it was crazy that he just took that and said, you said that Roxanne said that when in actuality when he first said it to him when Alex first told him that he knew that it wasn't him saying Roxanne's words he knew that Alex was just giving him his perspective on what he thinks of their relationship because that's what he asked him for so for him to be whining to Kat and then crying to Roxanne about it I was just like sir and on top of that to come away with a theory that I think Alex is trying to take my girl 
I was like, sir, that is not what is happening here. That is what you were so convinced is what was gonna happen in your mind because you don't feel good about the person that you are. So you feel like some big boss like Alex is just gonna come through and take your woman and there's nothing you could do about it. And that is literally not what's happening here. These are your insecurities that you are projecting. But anyway, speaking of which, let's get on to Alex and Kat. Alex and Kat have been together two years. Kat is 27 and Alex is 31. Kat issued Alex with the ultimatum. So she wants to get married and he doesn't. Well, the thing about them is, I'm, I feel like I know the least about Kat and Alex than any other couple. And I also think it's very interesting that Alex wants to get married. He just doesn't know if he wants to marry her. Translation, he doesn't want to marry her. Because it came up a couple times that he's, he was actually convincing Roxanne that marriage is a good thing. So he clearly believes in marriage and he clearly wants to get married. And I feel like Kat needs to hear him loudly and clearly. Don't fuck around and stay in a relationship where he just cheats on you with the one he really does want to marry, you know? Alex is really good at evading questions as well because he never actually confirmed with words why he doesn't want to marry Kat. We still really don't know. He just doesn't want to marry her, but he never said why. When she asked him the first time, he said, I'm just really logical and practical. What does that mean? Logical and practical people get married every day, so what does that mean? And yeah, apart from this, I don't have a lot of insight into their relationship. At first I thought it was because who they were both paired with, because there was a lot going on with Antonio and Alex, with that whole drama. So at first I thought that was the reason. I was like, well, let, let's be real. It wasn't really that much. And at the end of the day, they both had opportunities to be vocal about their own experiences and what brought them here. Like they never ever dug a little deeper, especially Kat. I was surprised at her not being so open, seeing as she's the one who brought him on the show. I thought she'd have really immersed herself into the experience and really just been open and, and transparent about why she's here and the things that she's gone through and things like that. And sometimes I think that people think it needs to be this dramatic story that you need to have gone through a lot of emotional trauma or abuse or something like that to have anything that's worth telling and that does not need to be the case at the end of the day people's stories are different it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have gone through a hell of a lot but we're human we all have our shit like me i was fortunate enough to be growing up in a household where i was loved and fully taken care of by both my parents but you know being um coming from a nigerian background i'm quite like, sensitive by nature and i grew up as a very sensitive child so you know in african families they don't really like you just being sensitive all the time, basically. So I always felt like me being emotional or sensitive to things, I always internalize that as that being a bad thing. So instead of unpacking why I feel the things that I feel, why I feel that way, I would internalize it as me, as there being something wrong with me and beating myself up for my emotions instead of understanding that I feel things like a normal person, we all feel things. And whether or not I might feel it more than the average person, it's not for me to beat myself up about it, it's for me to unpack why that is and understand myself a bit better. So obviously as an adult you learn to go through the motions of that yourself. But yeah, I had a lot to work through when I got to that point of realisation and I still do, it's a continuous journey at the end of the day. And you know, this is coming from someone who grew up in a happy household, relatively happy anyway, I mean I had my shit with my parents, but it was never, you know, anything that serious basically. So yeah, I think that people need to understand that you don't have to have gone through anything hugely emotional or traumatic for you to have a story and i don't know why cat never unpacked the reasons that brought her to this point like why are you in a relationship with a man that has expressed to you that he doesn't want to marry you do you know what i mean like unpack that for us but yeah i guess the only other thing i have to say about them is that alex is probably only with cat because he looks at her as a pushover I don't think she really is one. I think that when you break her down, one thing I did observe about her is that she knows when to speak up for herself and she doesn't seem to have trouble doing that. She's a little bit more mild mannered, but I don't think she's scared of like, I think she has a voice, but I do also get the vibe that if you're a man she's in love with, you can definitely get away with murder. Like she definitely gives me that vibe because that conversation that Alex and Roxanne were having where he was saying that she should stay in her lane because she asked him to clean the toilet. When I saw that, I was like, yeah, this is why he's with Kat. Cause he even said he's been with women that are more like Roxanne in the past, but he wants to try something different. Essentially, you were tired of those women telling you about yourself when you were acting up. So you decided to go someone that wouldn't really say boo to you when you were up to your bullshit. That's essentially what I heard. And I think that that's probably what he gets in Kat. I don't feel like the version that Antonio got was the same as the version that Alex usually gets on a day to day. So I feel like he's only with her for the time being for an easy ride. But when he is ready to settle down, it'll probably be with somebody more, maybe not more like Roxanne because he did call her mean or whatever, but it will probably be with someone that has a little bit more of an edge is what I would say. 
And that brings us to our final couple, James and Ryan. So James and Ryan have been together for seven years since they were both 16 years old. So they're high school sweethearts. James is 23 and Ryan is 24 years old. James is another one with his own personal issues that he really needs to prioritize and not really think about any type of serious relationship right now. He does not listen at all is what I noticed about James. Like when Ryan's talking, it's like she might as well just be mute. Nothing is actually going into his brain when she's talking. And I observed this not just with her, but when he was talking to Raya as well, like that conversation where she was saying how she wants intimacy, she wants him to hold her hand more, you know, rub her back give her a hug, those type of things. And he kept saying, oh, so you wanna have sex with me? She must have said a good five or six times, like, dude, I'm not trying to fuck you. I just want you to hold my hand once in a while. Like, what is the big deal? And he would not, ref he would refuse to listen to what she was saying. He just kept translating it as, oh, well, when I get married, like, I see it as us, you know, being sexual, us having sex, da, da, da. I've cheated on Ryan in the past, so I don't wanna do that now, da, da. Nobody's asking you to have sex. Why are you not listening? So yeah, I noticed that on top of a lot of his issues. But like I said, he clearly has some mental health issues and emotional trauma that he really needs to work through. Ryan at one point in the series said to him, I think you need more than I'm able to give sometimes. And I was like, yeah, babe, that's exactly it. You hit the nail on the head because you are not a licensed professional. So you can't give him what he needs. So I think they just need to break up once again. Ryan needs to leave him and find someone that's more aligned to her, that wants what she wants, that treats her with the respect that she feels she deserves and just move on. I feel like she has been having this idea of them getting married in her head for so long. She's probably been picturing marrying him since she was a teenager. So I think she just can't quite let go of that dream because they, they don't match at all. She must get really frustrated being his girlfriend, you know? Like they just don't seem suited at all. James also made a comment that threw me. He said something about Ryan not being his first love. And I was so confused because if they've been together since they were 16, so who the hell was he talking about before that? So this was a girl when you were like, what, 14, 15? Why does that relationship matter on the grand scheme of things? Like, how is that in any way comparable to the person that you've been with for seven years, who you've known since high school? How does any love before that match up? Like, that threw me. I don't even know why he said that. I'm not even sure. I don't remember what he was directing that to. Like, I think he was talking to Trey when he said it, but I don't remember what he said in order for him to get that response. But when he said it, I was just so thrown. I was like, well, what, what does that puppy love matter here? Like, it was just so confusing to me. So it made me wonder whether or not he even regards his and Ryan's relationship as a really serious one like she does, because I didn't even understand why that was mentioned. And also back onto his emotional trauma and his issues. When he, trigger warning, unpacked exactly what they were and you know, what he was going through, I felt like they only glossed over the service a little bit with his mum because I needed to understand, like, I, I don't think they really broke down what he went through with his mum enough for me to get an understanding of it because it sounded more like what he was talking about was her grieving. Like, I'm not saying it's okay for parents to speak negatively to their children when, you know, they're going through a loss, but he did make it sound like this was a permanent ongoing situation. It sounded like something that he was dealing with just at the time that his dad died. So I was kind of confused about whether or not he was trying to paint his mum as abusive or not. I don't know if that was just me, but I was a little bit unclear on that. For me, what stood out was, you know, when he was talking about himself harming, him cutting himself when from when he was a teenager. And just to, you know, state the obvious, obviously that's terrible. And I really sincerely hope that to this day, he's getting the help that he needs now. However, I can't lie, the thing that stood out to me the most when he described it and when he said that it was from when he was a teenager to when he was a young adult, and you know, he basically just grew up hating himself. I really sympathized to him, but at the same time, I was genuinely very confused as to how Ryan did not have any inkling of this. You've grown up with this girl. So I don't understand how she didn't know some of this. Firstly, the, the family stuff, the emotional trauma behind the family stuff. How does she not know that from knowing your family? Because they said that they don't live together. So they said that the most that they spent alone together was on a two week trip that it was like supervised because their families were there. So that told me that there's some closeness with the family. The families get on relatively well. So I just didn't even understand how she wouldn't just know some of these things from growing up with him, going to school with him, being his girlfriend for seven years. Like, I don't even understand how that, that stays hidden. And then with the self-harming stuff, I was like, how has she not seen any sign of that on his body? Like, I know they've not been living together, but I just think that, I don't know, it was almost a little bit alarming to me that somebody can keep a, such a grave secret 
for such a long like I feel like after seven years from when you're a teenager it starts to take a lot of work to hide it it feel it, it would feel surely at some point that it feels like more work to hide it than just to say what it is and come clean to your partner I understand if it was a friend even a best friend especially with men a lot of men don't really tell their friends anything that deep so if it was a friend I totally understand but your girlfriend of seven years that you grew up with I, I just I'm really like that that was a head scratcher for me I don't know if that was just me but I genuinely felt like, is there something that we're missing? Maybe the editing didn't make it clear that she was not privy to some of this stuff when she actually was, because to me, that don't even make no sense. I, I don't understand not sharing, I don't understand not having any idea as to this when I've known you since I was 16, but hey. As for them as a couple, they have no business being together. Like everybody else, they need to hang it up, flat screen. I think that Ryan needs to just move on with her life and find her someone that's better suited. And I think James really needs to prioritise his mental health and, you know, really starting to do the work to understand his emotional trauma and his background and upbringing and understanding what got him to this place as an adult and working through those things. I just always thought that realistically, you can't sit down and plan your future with somebody else when you still have that much work to do within yourself. Obviously, we are always gonna be a work in progress. There's no such thing as a perfect human being. So you're never gonna be at a point where it's like, hey, I'm fixed now, now I can get married. But I think that you definitely need to progress past the point where you are projecting your, your emotional issues and your trauma onto your partner. Because when they were having that argument and she was tapping her fingers and he was saying that triggers me and things like that, like that's when it can start to get personally frustrating for your partner and it can almost feel like you're trying to be emotionally manipulative of it because how can I not tap my fingers or do little things like that without you saying because you're getting triggered and now I feel like I have to walk on eggshells around you or tiptoe around you and, and now we're in a space where it always becomes about your emotions and not mine and now I have to neglect mine because we're always giving space for yours so I feel like you need to understand what those things are and how to work through them yourself without taking it out on your partner before you even start to think about something as serious as marriage. That's how I feel about James and Ryan anyway. But yeah, my conclusion, shock, I've said it like seven times at this point, none of these couples need to be together. <laughs> I sincerely hope the happiest ending would be that they all break up, really and truly. But I think it is interesting that in this season nobody hooked up with their trial partner. This is the first season of The Ultimate that that hasn't happened. And I was quite surprised I didn't think that a lot of them would in the start, but I did think that Alex and Roxanne would end up hooking up. I am surprised that the tables turned there like they did. I didn't really see that coming. I thought they would be the one couple to do something. Um, so none of that happened. So that just shows that nobody was attracted to anybody there. That's why as, as much as people are shipping Trey and Ryan, I just don't think it's a thing. I can't lie. I feel like we would have seen something happen by now if it was really that serious and the fact that nothing did i don't think i just think that they get on really well i actually think that they could be really good friends after the show they did grow up you know near each other and stuff like that so i could definitely see them being friends but i don't think it will go further than that and i even think ryan and james could potentially be friends because i think they did um relate a lot through their their upbringings i think that they did feel like they had a lot in common it just wasn't a romantic pairing at all so yeah i think that a couple of them could come away with good friends but I don't see anybody picking their trial partner. And I sincerely hope that nobody gets down on one knee to their real partner. But honestly, if we're gonna be realistic off of the show, somebody has to propose. And I, I couldn't really predict who, I can't lie. I think Roxanne and Antonio maybe. I feel like they might be the ones to be like, let's just get married. Other than that, boy. Let's put it this way. Anyone who does propose, I don't think they're still together now. That's my prediction. I'll be very surprised because a lot of issues got unearthed in this season and I don't think if they're being real with themselves they could be like yeah yeah we could still potentially make it work because I really don't think that they can but yeah this season of the ultimate was a little bit dry it was interesting to analyze the couples but as far as a reality television show goes yeah not 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 what you want really I'm just happy that a new season of love is blind is not far behind so it doesn't feel that bad to me but thank you for checking out my review you guys let me know what you think of the show and of my review. Comment below and let me know what you think of anything I've said and if you had any thoughts on what you've seen so far as well. But in the meantime, you can also like the video and subscribe to my channel. But until next time, bye.